welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hey guys, Buddy C, welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Podcast. Today we have Marla and Kate and Craig so far. How are you guys this week? What's going on? Anything particular? Uh, nothing to discuss. <laughs> no. Are y'all still locked down? Are you still yeah. hunkered down more or less? Yeah, Michigan, technically August 11th, but she'll change it again after that. It's until, until it gets to be, until we get it under control in the state. Iowa is not locked down. We're just kind of doing whatever we want. Well, you guys are far apart. You, yeah, like, Vermont has no more cases. rural area here. Right. So it really does very much depend on where you live, I think. Her first, her first, non, her first minister, she's relentless. She's like, nothing's happening until I tell you it's happening. So we can, we're still social distancing. It's now mandatory for on public transport and shops. If I'm going to other people's houses as well, it's mandatory that, that we wear protective equipment, which is yeah. face mask and gloves as well. And um, you need to make sure you've got hands. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all, it's still serious. We're, um, sports, sports clubs are allowed to meet outside now, but they have to do like social distancing. So. It's the same here. It's just people don't follow it. A lot of people don't follow it. And they, they're close together and, the schools, are, the schools are supposed to go back on the 12th of August, so we're just waiting to find out if it's going to be full-time education or if it's going to be part-time mm-hmm. and homeschooling. Hopefully, hopefully the AA meeting should be in the next two or three weeks. We should be opening up and just, just getting some members back into it um, because there's, there's a lot of people struggling out there. There's a lot of people that need meetings. Oh, right. Very much so because we're in that gap between, you know, everyone's not doing Zoom meetings anymore. You know, we have a lot of got this gap between no local meetings or very limited local, not as many online. Let's go ahead and mention those, Marla. What's the one you guys have been doing? The the uh, daily recovery meeting through the SRC. Yeah, it's dailyrecoverymeeting.com or something. I'll, I'll put the post. I'll yeah, post and it's, it's noon central time. It's one o'clock Eastern time. And Don't then, ask me about Pacific time. Then ZoomAAMeetings.com is an actual meeting at 9 p.m. every night at 9 p.m. Eastern. It's 9 p.m. I see people trying to go on at 9 a.m. a lot, but it's 9 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I get a text when people, when it's not open, so I could make sure that, you know, if somebody drops the ball and doesn't open the meeting. So I, I get a text almost every morning at, you know, 8.55, you know, someone trying to get in. I'm, like, I'm sorry, the meeting's in 12 hours. Hold on, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh, people really need that morning meeting. Oh. Don't forget, we're going to have uh, Sensei week after next. So we're going to be talking about the first chapter of the Tao Te Ching. So we need to work on our questions for him. And I have a post in the private Facebook group. Anyone who wants to join our private Facebook group, it is Tao of Our Understanding is the name of the private Facebook group. Search for that name and if Craig likes you he will <laughs> accept you. <laughs> He'll let you in? He'll let you in. Do you know Craig, Craig likes Marla that much she sent her two invitations last week and she still hasn't joined it so she's either not talking to us 
So, so the, the Facebook group, it's a, it's a private group. So anybody can find the group, but nobody can see what's posted in it, uh, unless uh, apart from the people that's actually in it, the only ones that are visible are the admins on the group. So it's completely private and it's open to anybody that's not in recovery and people that's in recovery, just anybody at all, as long as I've got the, an interest in the DAO. Cool. Interested in the DAO. Yes. Today we're talking about three in the morning. Any thoughts on this before we begin? Oh, I know, Kate, Kate we've got to hurry up and talk because you've got to leave at 4.30, right? At the I bottom. do, yeah. Okay, so let's let's go ahead and get on this instead of me rambling, and we'll uh, we'll get this. Uh, who would like to read? I'll be happy to read. Thank you, ma'am. It's a quick. It's a quickie. Three in the morning, when we wear out our minds, stubbornly clinging to one partial view of things, Refusing to see a deeper agreement between this and its complementary opposite, we have what is called three in the morning. What is this three in the morning? A monkey trainer went to his monkeys and told them, as regards to your chestnuts, you're going to have three measures in the morning and four in the afternoon. At this, they all became angry. So he said, all right, in that case, I will give you four in the morning, three in the afternoon. This time they were satisfied. The two arrangements were the same in that the number of chestnuts did not change. But in one case, the animals were displeased, and in the other, they were satisfied. The keeper had been willing to change his personal arrangement in order to meet objective conditions. He lost nothing by it. The truly wise man, considering both sides of the question without partiality, sees them both in the light of the Tao. This is called following two courses at once. When I first read the title of this, I thought, oh, this is, is this about the thoughts that wake me up at three in the morning? No. <laughs> Not quite. Well, it could be. <laughs> I suppose it could be. It's very clever. Dumb monkeys. They could talk, but they couldn't figure out it was the same thing. Where's <laughs> <laughs> that? Oh, he's talking to his monkeys. Wait, they can't tell the difference between those two? <laughs> And they're talking monkeys, too. And they're talking monkeys. They still can't tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> My first thought was thinking outside of the box, that, that idea that I have to think differently. And then I read um, this first little paragraph again. When we wear out our minds, stubbornly clinging to one partial view of things, refusing to see a deeper agreement between this and its complementary opposite. Complementary opposite. What does that mean? Complementary opposite. I never thought of an opposite as being complementary. No. And no. What can you argue about? Sorry, Marla. No, go ahead, Kate. It makes me kind of think about that story with the the guy whose son breaks his leg, you know, and he goes to, and then his son, he thinks, oh, that's bad. He broke his leg, but then it's good because he doesn't have to go to war, you know, so that 
it's kind of arbitrary to say, I mean, the story makes me think it's kind of arbitrary to say what's good and what's bad. You know, those are kind of complementary to each other in an opposite way because it's good and yet it's bad. Because there's like a sense of uncertainty about it. But maybe we, maybe it's saying we need to keep that sense of uncertainty about what is, what's good. I mean, what's, I don't know if it's good or bad necessarily, but about those opposites in a situation. Like that we can't take a situation to be all one case or the other case. Because we don't, we, like we can't attach ourselves to a single viewpoint. We were talking about that last week. The pivot. The pivot is talking about that very thing. And um, that even that one creates the other. You know, that when we have the one off kilter, off balance, we create its opposite. And so it, um, when, when we go in a, in a one direction to an extreme, we're going to create the other extreme. Like, the good and bad and the beautiful and ugly and all those. What if you're, what if you're having a conversation, an argument with another human and they're asking you to, to see a side that's not opposite of yours, but sideways of yours, (laughs) I guess is. Well, I know that when I'm in an argument and the only person I normally argue with is my wife. Most other people I don't argue with, but I do know that if I stop arguing, the argument stops. <laughs> I, I understand that. But, um, in terms of this chapter. In terms of this chapter. To see the other side of somebody's view, even though it's insane and sideways. Well, first of all, <laughs> for me to see someone's view, I have to drop calling it insane. (laughs) (laughs) I was just driving home a point. I know, but that's what I do too, though. I I start when I name things and when I, when I tag them and label them, that's all that labeling, that good and bad (laughs) stuff, Kate, you know, it's that. Cause when I start doing that, if I call someone a dumbass, you know, like if I'm like, if somebody pulls out in front of me, you effing dumbass, I'm gone. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I just get worse and worse and I just sit there and I can just get all mad over nothing. But if I don't start that, if I don't start that labeling, I'll start it. I know if I stay away from the labeling and I smile at them instead, you know, when I want to flip them the bird, tell them they're number one, <laughs> Tina to tell them they're number one. Uh, but if I do the opposite of that, it's it's almost like I'm coming back to the center. Right. Getting off of those edges. Which is where the pivot is. Where yes. From, the center. And this the is balance. very much the same. It's a very it's much the same thought, the same idea coming from a different perspective. Craig. Am I seeing some compromise in this chapter? That it's not all just about our, view, our point of view, and it's, it's not doing any harm taking other people's points of view and needs into, into consideration. Just when he's talking about monkeys, you're going to give them three, monk- three chestnuts in the morning and four in the afternoon, and they're not happy with that. Well, let's compromise because I'm, I'm not losing anything by compromising. 
I'm not losing. I'm not losing any face by doing so. I'm not. It's not. I'm not losing anything. Anything else by coming and going. Well, that's part of negotiation, always, Craig. Is you think what would make? What do they need? What are they looking for? No matter what it is that you're talking about, if you're if you're in a negotiation, what is it that you know that they're after? It shows a willingness to let go as well. Let let go of my let go of my opinion. Let go of my. Right. It's to bend a little, not make them bend, but you bend. Yeah. 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 Is, has anybody else been up at three o'clock in the morning? No, never. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I mean, conscious, you know, just, just consciously being up at three in the morning, not not walking around drunk or anything like that or lying around drunk. So, so three o'clock in the morning is actually, it's, it's actually a magical time of the morning. Because you kind of it's, it's kind of like the real close of one one day, and then you've got that that kind of hour between three and four, and it's just the start of a new day. It's actually mm-hmm. a really quiet, serene time to be up. I spent many a many a day up at three o'clock in the morning, um, just meditating and, and just doing readings because it was part. It's, it's been part of my recovery that um, my, my sleep patterns have been disturbed for the past couple of years, and just getting up first thing in the morning is. It's actually, it's actually even really beneficial for me because it gives me that time just to be myself and meditate and just make sure I'm ready for, for the day ahead. But it's just some, there is just something magical about 3 a.m. I think Simon and Garfunkel released an album called Wednesday Morning 3 a.m. And it was all to do with the time between one day finished and the other day starting. I don't think it's a coincidence that this, is, this chapter is called 3 in the morning. I think it's more to the actual time itself, 3 in the morning, than the title suggests. 3 a.m. is a meditation time to 3 and 4. Lots of the uh, big meditators do their early morning, the hour of elixir, I believe is what they call that. So could that that be alluding to when it says, when we wear out our minds, suddenly cling to one partial view of things, refusing to see a deeper agreement between this and its complementary opposite? An agreement between the opposites. That's interesting. Yeah. I never thought about the opposites agreeing. But wait, the last uh, last so, line, following two courses at once. So, so the, the biggest opposite is an ending and a beginning. So where one, one, day, one day ends and the, the next day begins. I like, you know, the fact what you were talking about, Craig, this, the owner, he met his objectives without losing anything at all. The compromise he compromised without losing anything. But he His, did compromise. He, he, he didn't. Compromise. He, it was just the way he, he rephrased. But think about this, though, Marla. Part of, I never thought about this. Okay. Part of negotiation has nothing to do with monetary. It's ego and pride and not giving in. And he surrendered that part it didn't cost him i don't know how many times people would rather lose money in negotiation than give in right the, the, the need to be right the need to be right mm-hmm. has nothing to do with monitor here he could have very easily said no by god you're going to do it the way i want you to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> instead he said, okay, I will do this the way you want, which is so difficult a lot of times in negotiation. It has everything to do with that pride and ego of winning. 
that idea that I must win and you must lose. And it says that the truly wise man, considering both sides of the question without partiality. So he's impartial. Right. His ego and pride, he set aside, right? Right. Yeah, which means he has to let go of his ego. Yeah. He sees impartially. Or to see both sides of it. We were talking about that this morning in in the Tao, letting go of the ego in a big way. What is that acronym for ego easing God out? Yeah. What time did fishermen go out in the morning? I was going to tell you about first the first rays that hit the earth. Where yogis find that time, I think between three and four, where the the light before the sun comes up, and they want to be um, up when the first rays of light hit the earth, just before the sun comes up. And I think it's right around that time too. It's a magical time. I like to be out meditating and listen to the birds wake up as I meditate. That's that same time. Yeah. That's a really auspicious time. We have a seagull that does that. It sits on the, the roof across the street from us. And it starts to get light around about half past three, four o'clock in the morning. And he sings us the same song every single morning without fail. We have chickens that do that here, Craig. I'd Y'all love chickens. No. Yeah. So the reason, the reason I was asking about the, the time the fishermen go out in the morning was I just Googled three in the morning and it came up, it directed me to daily biblical sermons. So I don't know if it was to do with um, with getting in touch with your spirituality. You, you get a... So three o'clock in the morning, I feel a bit more spiritually connected because I have absolutely nothing at all going on. Okay. Understand. So it kind of gives me that bit of that, 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 that bit more time to myself that I can just sit, relax, meditate. I'm not hanging on to anything because nothing's started in my, my day yet. What about the fishermen? What are you asking about the fishermen? Because I, I, I go three o'clock in the morning, and the first thing it took me to was biblical biblical sermons, and it's talking about the fishermen going out to catch the going out to catch the fish. That you've got to be out early to catch the fish. You know, be out at daylight on the water. How about this? The opposites. This is the 43rd chapter of the Tao Te Ching. The gentlest thing in the world overcomes the hardest thing in the world. That which has no substance enters where there is no space. This shows the value of non-action, teaching without words, performing without actions. This is the master's way. Or true perfection. This is 45. True perfection seems imperfect, yet it's perfectly itself. True fullness seems empty, yet it is fully present. True straightness seems crooked. True wisdom seems foolish. True art seems artless. The master allows things to happen without that, without partiality. The master allows things to happen. She shapes events as they come. She steps out of the way and lets the Tao speak for itself. That's coming away from those edges and coming to the middle, you know, Mm -hmm. is approaching life without partiality. Yeah. I think that's what this, that's a good title. Let me write that one down. That's a good title. 
It's such, I look at some of these phrases, like the verses this morning, and how the, and how their ideas are so big, and um, how badly I want it, and how difficult it is to get because it's so big, and you have to get this this person. I have to get there incrementally in in steps. I think Tina, you were talking about that not too long ago. Get just get you having to do the steps to get to a place where you can feel impartial about something. These, I I feel like such a loser sometimes reading some of this. And you know, this is where I want to, you know, I want to be enlightened like this, you know, and so far from it. I think we all feel that way at times more. Yeah. It's such big ideas here in the Tao and they're God. So I want them to be attainable. You know, Marla, when you say that, um, from for me, I hear um, re- desiring that growth and desiring to be better is humility and um, kind of exemplifying where where I think enlightened people or I guess is where I always want to be instead of thinking, I get it, now I'm bored what's next because that's the foolish way (laughs) so you're right (laughs) you're right on track (laughs) you know i mean always more always keep staying humble is the key and it's like the grass is always greener and if you know you felt like you had it all down pat i could die what are you learning you're not learning or desiring to learn so right i would be dead that's awesome no openness if you're if you think you've got it figured out, you've already lost it. Right. It's it's that idea that you've got, that you don't have the answers and it's okay not to have the answers. That's actually where I think we, that's that beginner don't know mind. Exactly. And I think that's where we're supposed to learn to stay is in that attitude that we don't have it figured out. And I think that openness is what leaves room for us to see the solution, to see whatever we need to in the situation is because we are, we, we lay aside our pride and ego and we say, okay, we're, we don't have the answer. And that, that makes us willing to look. That That's really surrender when you think about it. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you on that. It is really surrender. And I think that's what recovery's brought to me is that element of surrender in things because I never had that element before. I never learned that in any spiritual walk before I got to recovery. Surrender was not part of it. It wasn't part of uh, the, the vocabulary, the lexicon, anything. Nothing. Not not even in religion. Well, in religion. Well, not in not in Christianity. It wasn't. Uh, I mean, you you may uh, in Christianity for me, uh, you know, you were you might have repented or felt sorry for what you had done wrong, but that's not surrender. <laughs> you know, it's you know, I asked God to help me with things. I never got out of the way to Derek. What we've been talking about getting out of the way so that God can do it for me. There wasn't that. It was God helped me. 
That's just how I, that's just how I interpreted it. And I thought that was what was supposed to happen with everything. God helped me with things. We were told to pray to God, right? Pray well, to God. Pray to ask for help. <laughs> ask for help. You know, which sounds legit, like it, it would with anything else, you know. You need help? Okay, I'll come help you move that. Here, you do everything. You know, you carry your end and I'll carry the end. You can't. You know, that kind of thing, you know. And go backwards doing it. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, and it's not that. For me, it's the, the idea that I don't have the ability to carry whatever this is we're talking about. It's not that I can carry part of it. I can't carry any of it. But I do have work to do. And it seems my work is to help someone else and to consider someone else. Like in the negotiation, this three in the morning, bringing it back. Um, he, the, uh, the truly wise man has to look at this without partiality. That is surrender. That is valuing your opinion. That is, that is love. That's love in this. Is surrendering his ego, surrendering his pride, and saying, how can I look at this, this other side, without partiality, looking at both sides of the question without partiality, sees them both in the light of the Tao, sees both sides in the light of the Tao because he chooses to look without partiality. But what if it's not that, um, what if it's not that much effort for him and he's not looking at them with partiality, impartiality or whatever. He's not, he, he's just saying, I have a goal is to make them happy. So, um, so I'm just going, I'm going to do some, I'm just going to do something to make them think that they're getting what they want. Cause you know, and he's just trying to reach his end goal and compassion and love may not even be in the factor, you know, where you could look at it that way and say, Oh, you know, he cares about both of them, but you know, so he's trying to, I'm trying to um, accommodate everybody. And he's just saying, look, I got a job to do, you know, and he gets these monkeys, eat these chestnuts and then you just, you know, sometimes yeah. it's not that complicated. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I was just thinking. Yeah. Well, this is the thing though. I think our idea of what love is a lot of times may not be that accurate too. Um, <laughs> you know, one aspect of love is me considering your opinion. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm gushing all over you. That just means I'm, I'm considering what you, what you think, what you value. That is an being aspect open. of being open. Being open, creating a safe space for me to explore and bounce ideas off because that's, you know, how we learn. But, yeah. So that aspect of love is, you know, I, I think that's an aspect of that. It's not the kind of love that we think of a lot of times, like, you know, but he had to look at the situation without partiality. He had to look at it outside of his pride and ego to make that work in my thinking. So it had an aspect of love, maybe not the aspect that we look at as love. You know, he didn't go in thinking, Ooh, how can I do great things for these monkeys? You know, <laughs> you know, it, was, it may have been just, but he had to look at it from their point of view, which is, I think 
one one aspect of love. He had to look at, say, okay, what is it they feel is important? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I can see that. Now, what if we did this? The willingness to look at the other side and to consider it. Yeah. Because you care about the other person. Or maybe even because you don't care about the other person. Yeah. You don't even have to care about them. Yeah, I was going to say you could even hate them. It could be the person in Target and the Target one. <laughs> No, but you know, it's just like when you pray for someone who you have a resentment against. You don't do that because you love the person. You do that because you want to be free of the resentment. Now, you might end up loving the person. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't start from a, a lot of times those things. Those actions we take do not start from a place of love. They start from a place of wanting relief. <laughs> right. And yeah. in the same way, he, this guy, now I've heard other versions of this story. I heard a version of this story I read where uh, the monkeys were his pets. And that he had, was having to um, take and cut back on the amount of food he was giving them because his family said that, you know, that his family was short on food and he was having to cut back on what he gave the monkeys because he was giving them food that he needed to give his family. So he was starting to negotiate with the monkeys and the monkeys didn't like it. Uh, so, so there's all kinds of different versions of this particular story. But, you know, anytime that we're negotiating with something or having to work out, I mean, we're in constant negotiation. And if, if whenever we're talking to anyone about anything, if it's our kids, our spouse, you know, buying a new TV or we, we have a problem with something we're trying to get straightened out, you know, whatever it is. If we can take a moment and look at the situation, both sides without partiality and try to understand why this person's telling me no. When I want them to tell me yes. Why are they telling me no? What is behind that? No then I can start understanding what's going on. And number one, it takes care of my temper with that. If I can understand it, a lot of times I'm not as angry. And two, maybe I can see a solution that I couldn't see before because all I've seen before was, you know, mofo, tell me yes. You know, (laughs) you know, that's what I'm, that's what I want to hear. But when I'm okay with seeing the other side, then sometimes I can be okay with a no or be be better with a no than what I would be otherwise or see a solution or see why it should be no. There's times it should be. Alan, this is Derek. I like the story. Um, that's why I joined a little late, sorry. Um, but I just want to hear what you guys had to say about it and I didn't want to wait four days. However long it takes. And, um, but for me, like, um, now that you're talking about it, I could easily see how you could read this story. Like, actually, this is my first pass through. was like, oh, it was an even-sum game, so he got what he wanted in the end. To me, that would be the unfortunate way to read it, though, because that, to me, would be like, that's not how my life works. That's not how I'm finding it works for me. Like, the real lesson here seems to be that he was willing to listen to the other side, like you said. Um, so, like, I always think about when I, the one time I ever tried to coach the kids' sports team, kids' soccer, um, 
I went in thinking it was going to be one way. Like, surely this is somewhere where everything I say is the, is the, um, the road. You know, there's no other road, you know. And I quickly found out, like, that's not even the coach of a sports team. Maybe the best coaches figured out. But, I mean, it, for me, that was like a lesson in humility. Like, I'm not even in charge of 10-year-olds, you know. Like, they have opinions. They have their own issues and stuff. And I was like, it was just so, like, leveling. Because um, I thought, you know, this should be easy. I can just coach. They asked me to coach him. Well, that, I just don't know what to do. You know, I have place But um, it just wasn't that simple. And my, my home life's that way. My work life's that way. Everything turns out like that way. And I just have to listen to others, is what it turns out. And, uh, somebody else is in charge. It turns out it's not me. Yeah. Kids soccer. You know, anytime, Derek, that I, that I approach a situation thinking I have it figured out, I'm I'm approaching I'm approaching it with partiality because I'm not valuing another's opinion. I'm saying, okay, this is how we do this. I know what to do. Then I'm not open to uh, to real solutions other than mine. And chances are, there's a better solution than what I have, what I figured out, or at least I'm not open to anything else. So I'm approaching with partiality instead of without. And then what happens is when everyone doesn't do things the way I want them to do it, then I get angry. Yeah, I mean, I think it's problematic whenever you, it's got to be problematic when you're considered like an expert in a field or you have this domain figured out, like parenting, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> like, I think maybe I got this parenting thing now, um, but maybe there's, uh, I mean, that to me, that's what this stories trying yeah. to teach us is about how yeah. to listen to the other side. Yeah. Thanks, Derek. Anyone else, guys? Help. You want me to mute you, unmute your team? I got it. When my son was about two years old, I, I was just thinking about this when Derek brought up the soccer team. I was like, hey, you know, pick up all your toys and put them in the bin. Um, make you bring, you know, bring your toys over and put them in the bin, put them in the bin. And I was just like adamant on him doing this and he went and grabbed the bin and I was like, you know, no, we're not playing with our toys. Put the bin down, put the bin. Well, he took the bin to the toys uh, and put the toys. And, and I thought, and I just, it's something I, I always remember because in my mind, I thought I was so, I thought, no, I know what I'm doing. I'm the adult. And it was so much easier for him to bring the bin to the toys. And it just, there's, there's, yeah, it's like when Derek said, just because, you know, you might be the the professional in the field or you might think you know what you're doing, but the way my thinking is, especially, is I get stuck on, no, it has to be this way, kind of rain manny a little bit. Like, no, it's yeah. has to be this way. <laughs> but at least I know that about myself now. And I can say, okay, you know, I'll put my hands in the air and see what, you know, let's just get it done. but. And to me, this story was a lot about control and perceived control. And, and, and I have to be in control. But sometimes the people feel like they have to be in control if you're looking at it from a leader's point of view. When, you know, it's about that ego again. Again, the underlying theme I'm just saying. 
And, you know, in the DAO, they, they keep talking about the all-encompassing leader being the one that lets the people lead and the leader follows. Um, they don't even know they have a leader. Yeah. The best leader. Lead, lead without leading. Yes. What the best leader is not even known. That's leading without partiality. That's, you know, that's doing the three in the morning. Hmm, that's good. There's a lot more there than I thought. Hmm. Thank you, guys. That's some good stuff. Yeah, thank you. So approaching, so real world application of this. I thought Tina gave a perfect example with her son of looking at something yeah. completely different in a different way and being successful also, you know, which is a bonus, but like solving a problem in a completely different manner that works perfectly well. Or if I'm dealing with an adult, <clears throat> the question I might could ask would be what I was thinking was the question I could ask is, why is their opinion different from mine? I remember I got in a fuss with my wife. I know she'll never, she won't listen to any of this. But, and once I slowed down and started li really listening and thinking, why is this her opinion? the reason was something totally different than anything that was going on. And I said, Oh, this is why, uh, like Zach. Oh, congratulations to Zach. He should be back next week. He just had a new little boy. So he's, uh, he texted me today and said, he's going to be back on schedule next week. He hopes. But, uh, one of his sayings is the real question is, what are you afraid of? You know, when somebody's disagreeing, when you're disagreeing, okay, who's afraid of what? <laughs> because that's the problem is there's some fear going on here. Why are we, you know, what's the problem? And when me and my wife would fuss about money or she would come down hard on me about something, I realized, wait, this is her insecurity. That's why, that's what this is about. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So how can I make her feel secure? Then I can do anything I want to do if I can make her feel secure. I can still get my way, but I have to look at it without partiality, right? I have to say, okay, honey, well, why don't we do this and this? And then she's fine. She just needs to feel secure. So that's... <laughs> just like the monkeys. Yeah, yeah. It's not about the chestnuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the number of chestnuts. Nope. Can't. But that's the hardest part, though, isn't it? Is a lot of times it has nothing to do the money, which you think would be the thing that the number of chestnuts or the money, or if you're negotiating about something, you think it's the money when a lot of times it is just the package it's coming in. You know, it's not my package. You know, it's not the way I want to do it. When in reality, it has nothing to do with the real monetary value. It's the ego and pride that's attached to it. Yeah. So looking at every situation like, okay, how can I value their opinion or value the reason they're thinking this particular thing or, or taking the side? Why, why do they feel this is so important? Yeah, that's good.
It's all good. Anything else, guys? No. Any any final words? You had some good good stuff today. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, remember to be getting your questions together on the first chapter of the Tao Te Ching for Sensei. That will be a week from Thursday. Would you like us like it, to have them written down and put them in Messenger? Well, right. Actually, let's put them in the uh, Facebook group, in the Dow okay. Facebook group, and uh, we put a post there for those. Or you can put them in the Messenger, it's fine, because I'm just going to assemble them and, and send them to him. He wants oh, them a, right. a few days beforehand, so it'd be good to get those this week, to give him a week with the okay. questions. And then that way he's got that. If anyone wants to give a donation to support the Zen Center, this is very gracious of him. Um, I will put that uh, link in the in the show notes with the links for the meetings and uh, the name of the Dow Pod, the Dow Facebook group, which is the Dow of Our Understanding. So we've actually we've actually just had two new members. So Allison and Paul, welcome, welcome to the group, welcome to awesomeness. Craig loves these groups. You know, he, he wanted me to do this a long time ago, and I said, no, we don't need another Facebook group. Uh, <laughs> oh. I finally came around. And I, I said, that, you know, after the meeting last week, we said we were going to do it. Before I know it, he's sending me invites. He's already created it, you know? Yeah, I heard, I saw that. Immediately. <laughs> oh, I think he had made it like weeks or months ago, you know, weeks ago, and he's just waiting and said, I'm going to convince Buddy we need to do this. No, 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 no. I actually done it during last week's meeting. So that, that's why I'm sat halfway through the meeting like that. I've not fell asleep. I'm, I'm sat on the phone doing the doing the stuff on the Facebook page. But yeah, I just got to notice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and join the group today. All right, guys, that's I'm, good. I'm sending you two invites. It's, it's, it's your last chance. You only get you only get two. You only get two chances. So, buddy, put me in charge of another group. There's one of the A groups that that we're that Radman's on, and he's admitting people left, right, and center. I'm like, no, no, buddy. Look, 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 Calm down. Let's welcome them as they come into the group. No, no, let's just let them. Just... <laughs> I'm not going to do all that. I just let them get in there and they can. That's, that's too much like hard work. <laughs> all right, guys. If there's nothing else, we'll call it there. All right. See you next Y'all week. Have a great week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery. 